This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon, this is Frantro on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. Chong Yan Chua is a digital artist and architect, but for his current exhibition, he's also apparently a space explorer. So the exhibition, which is called 27 Years of Lazarian Delights, depicts 27 years of adventures on a different planetary system. Uh, so that show is on at the back room until the 22nd of February. And Chong Yan <laughs> is here with me today to tell us more. Yeah. Uh, so Chong Yan, when did this idea to play a space explorer mm. come to you? It was part of my um, master's like research on mythology and narrative-driven like stories. So like I'm um, I'm pretty much a storyteller. Like um, you know, I believe that through fiction you can get a better reflection of the reality that we live in better. So um, you know, went through a lot of phases of like looking into why um, things are done and why story are driven. You know, Godzilla was created for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because it's like. As human beings, you kind of want to put your fear and anxiety into an object you can relate to the most. So that was quite a fun challenge back in my master's um, a course that I want to sell basically the wonder of like the joyousness of like um, planet Earth, but through an allegory of a, a whole new entire journey or voyage of this explorer's expedition to this world. And yeah, pretty much it in a nutshell, he went to this like place for, tw- he left planet Earth for one year. Went there for 27 years mm-hmm. um, and he came back with a bunch of like recordings, specimens, findings, cartography of the world and he's exhibiting it in planet Earth again, you know. So even though it's an art exhibition, yeah. it's being presented as a sort of archaeological yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, museum exhibit mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm, of, right? Yeah. Um, tell me about this planet that, oh, uh, that he went to. Yeah, so it's based on this uh, exploration of these uh, three worlds actually. Um, planet M1, M2 and M3 and they orbit around in a solar eight figure eight loop um, it's based on this thing called the three body problems where as part of so there are three suns and three planets or the moon that kind of rotate around each planet and that reach this period called the intercovergence period where the three planets become so close to each other it combines and form a whole solar system called Somnia XYZG Somnia derived from the word Latin word of dream I think yeah. right, and then yeah. XYZ is where it sits in the continent mm-hmm. and G is gravity so that's the name of the scientific name of the, the planet um so yeah, each of them have a very different um, uh, temperature, you know, economics, like environments, like even down to the creatures and monsters or the mythical beasts of the world. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> um, and they are all influenced by. So in the beginning stage of the exploration, I use um, <coughs> I use a uh, uh, basically a software to calculate the um, gravitational pull, the magnetic field, the um, even down to the rotational period of every single planet once you sustain the figure eight loop. And through that, you can pretty much get uh, parameters and data out of it. So that's really fascinating, right? Because yeah. um, you both have to play the creator of this world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you are also then the explorer yeah. because you're now, you're, you then have to create the, the things that we are going to see. Yeah. How do you wear those dual hats? Oh, it's really fun. Like, you know, as I practice and, I mean, I study architecture back in the UK. Uh, the ultimate dream as an architect is to create your own universe, you know, your own <laughs> utopia. So, uh, as it's quite contradicting as well, being the creator and the explorer, I would say, um, you know, 
on one hand, I'm creating the whole universe, but the other hand, I can inhabit the universe that I created. I, I thought that's quite nice. I mean, all kids does that, you know. As a kid, we <laughs> used to dream. We used to have all this one, wondrous, like, imagination and wanting to go on all this, like, voyage and adventure. But mm. I think as an adult, we tend to not think about that anymore because things become more and more dull. We are more stuck into our comfort zone, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it's quite be- quite a beautiful, beautiful thing to do, like, mm-hmm. to pretty much create your whole entire planet and... Yeah, just go on a crazy like dream and voyage and through that maybe you could get a better appreciation of maybe the planet that we live in or like the life that you're you're going through and yeah what was the process did you did you have to kind of create this world and think about what it almost like you're writing a book or Mm -hmm. something and then create the material and the things that you bring Mm -hmm. back for the exhibition or did it happen simultaneously it both kind of happened simultaneously. While I was creating, I was going through the journey as well of like creating. So I went through a lot of phases of rabbit hole. Um, so like a part of it is like, you know, went through the whole rabbit hole of trying to figure out how the universe and gravity work, mm-hmm. you know. Um, even down to, let's say, uh, mythical beasts and creatures or like, um, yeah, ETC, ETC. There's so much like kind of <laughs> exploration to be done. So while I was like going to every single like chapter you you kind of explore yourself and create the whole narrative behind of the story and you inhabit the story itself so like a part of it was um i went through the phase of looking into languages as well um so your your uh, the planetary system does have um sentient beings it does yep, have, yep. Uh, it have communities beings. yeah it okay. has communities have beings so right. as part of the language section i create as a creator, you create your own language and, well, I, I explored the language. So I, I learned the language from the Library of Bell, which is one of the library <laughs> in Planet M3. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as part of that, um, it's called the Kodak Manuscript. It's uh, an asamic language. Um, they are basically... It doesn't derive from any like kind of meaning, but it's more like the exploration of the the form form of the curvature of the language and the script written. And through, I've been writing that for over the past what five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over time, you I start to recognize my own like language, where every single form formation of the script represent a landscape in the world. Um, so you know, some are like Planet M three is like really hot. You know, with with two surfaces, which is the temperature day. Like on the daytime, it gets so hot that the the monsters and creatures gotta migrate underground to the secondary layer structure. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How um, long did the entire process of coming up with the idea, ooh. putting it together, mm. and having the final exhibition? How long did all of that take? Um, it's actually a five months of researching and five months of production. So it's actually quite a short. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah, yeah, it's short. really surprising. I thought you were uh, going to say like four years no, or something. No, 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 no. It's I've been exhibiting the same exhibition for almost four years now, mm-hmm. but it's all you know. Uh, I did it in. San Diego, uh, Berlin in the Bauhaus, um, Singapore. The most recent one was Singapore. I did it in London. And it's the first time it being in Malaysia. Mm. So it's actually quite an old project that I did like four, four five years ago. <laughs> yeah, but it's good to have a kind of refreshing take to it because right now the exhibition is set up as more or less like a set design. So, you know, you're, you enter to this like uh, explorer's workshop and you can get, 
you know, the presence of life of the explorer through the stained coffee mug on the desk or like his clothes that he's wearing, you know, his, it's really scrappy. It's like you're invited into his, his world, you know, mm-hmm. like through the books that he reads, you know, you can kind of dissect what the explorer's mind's like, you know. And what are the artifacts or, or things or materials that, you've, um, that he's brought back from mm-hmm. his journeys? What will we see in the exhibition? Plenty of stuff. So you see, like cartography, the, a depiction of the, every study of oh, the world. Oh yes, I saw some yeah, images yeah. of maps. They mm-hmm. looked yeah, they looked beautiful. Maps, yeah, yeah, maps of the journey that I yeah. took. Maps of the solar system, the universe system, down to even drawings of the monsters, the uh, the sketches and like recordings and like the narration, the text of the diary of the explorer through the journey. Um, pretty much his whole workshop, how he he spent twenty seven years apart, and he came back, and he's you know he's he's where he's at, in his workshop, pretty much like creating or like pretty much creating his own codex or like his own bible of the world, mm-hmm. or encyclopedic knowledge of the planet that he unraveled or discovered. <laughs> and you um, are both a digital artist and an architect. Yeah. Um, so is there a digital art component to this? Yeah, there yeah. is. So uh, as part of it, as part of the creator, well, as part of the explorer, yeah. I took footages of the planet and ah. yeah, recordings and like uh, the, the soundscape, the landscape, the monsters, you know, the the script and languages of the, the world and I brought it back as well to show to you all. Right. But as part of the creator, yeah, it's all done digitally, um, digitally created. Um, uh, I use a technique called photogrammetry to pretty much digitize most of my 3D um, models. So photogrammetry is what Google does when he send a plane, you know, when they send a plane up to the sky and take photograph of the landscape. And the computer is smart enough nowadays to figure out where, I mean, photos are shot from and you can get a point cloud of the image from a point cloud. It, you get to a dance cloud and then you 3D model it and that's how a digital explorer would do. Yeah. Oh, you know? There's so much cool geekery in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, I can go on and on. But, yeah. um, but I also understand that you have um, sculptures that yeah, you've sculptures, made as well. Yeah. And what are what are those? Well, sculptures that I found. Uh, that you found, of course. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Well, it's like, it's, it's a few sculptures that depict um, the terrain and the landscape of the planet. And one of it is called the crystal mine, which is what uh, drives the economics of the world. Um, it's actually made out of crystals as well, which mm. is quite cute. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it uh, of the sculptures. Yeah. Like, so you mentioned that this particular exhibition is set up to look like the, the Explorer's workspace. Mm, 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 yeah. um, is that how the... Because this is the fifth time you're doing this exhibition. Yep. Um, is that how it's always been shown or has it changed over time? It has changed over time. So in the beginning, I was trying to sell the the whole project as in I'm actually the explorer that came back and I'm presenting it like, you know, from a first person kind of view where I'm sharing all my like, you know, findings of the world. But uh, that moved on into more of an installation base where there are like massive screen that's flickering with lights on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it has changed over time. And right now, I think this is probably the best because I like... I like, you know, a space being able to tell you so much stories without you knowing what the story is. You know, you walk into a kitchen, when you open the doorknob, you know, the doorknob is always oily, but you, it feels the present <laughs> of like you cooking. Uh, yeah, there's something very intimate yeah, about yeah. this concept, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like the fundamental of architecture, you know, the, the expression of a space, the emotion of the space. Mm. 
that's why I thought this is quite a nice curation uh, in in the Zhongshan by Lisa. Yeah. And um, well, I suppose the na- the natural question would be, even though I'm going to say yeah. I was going to ask, why do something like this? Mm-hmm. Of course, for me, the answer is one. It's 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 really cool mm-hmm. and it's fun. Yeah. But is there a larger reason why do something like this? Hmm. I think you know. Uh, we pretty much human society or human life we are actually living in a fiction itself you know we are we are driven by um, all the narrative that we live through but we don't really reflect on our life or our yeah we don't really reflect on our life or our 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 being you know without viewing through a mirror or like a second lens um, that's why I always believe that you know fiction is such a powerful um, storytelling tool to to reflect or to represent an allegory of maybe a not wouldn't say human society which is quite big but you know through the sci-fi that we watch let's say like 10-20 years ago which is like insanely advanced uh, you know all of us we are holding a phone right now you know like s- speculation design could lead into or influence you know the good and bad of like how the the path, path of choice of you know development could be I thought that's quite a fun thing to you know like just a thought experiment mm-hmm. it's not it's, it doesn't mean that it, we're going to get there, but it's fun to throw all this like, really engaging thought experiment to spark conversation on, mm-hmm. you know, different scenario as a speculative uh, I idea. I really love actually how it brings together both the sciences and mm-hmm. the arts um, because they are often viewed as being separate things. Yeah. Um, was that something you thought about when you when you worked on this, this whole merging of these two fields? Oh, no, I... <laughs> Remember, I did this project when I was back in an architecture school. Um, but I must say, the architecture school I'm in is quite a, a oddball. Like, so I study in the Architecture Association in London. Um, it's I spent like two years of my master's there without producing a single plan or section of like you know of a building. So you know, like it's it's entirely up to what you want to pursue and what you want to do. I have no knowledge in science, but through that project, I kind of picked up a bit of things. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. And nowadays, you can just pretty much. Um, you know, find anything online. Yeah. It's not entirely the best, you know, like, but, you know, through all this, like, curiosity and through um, the the social media and, like, the world that we live in, which is all online, you can get an, a brief understanding of every s- different sector that you want to learn. Um, and you mentioned sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi. Um, were there particular sci-fi movies or Ooh. books that inspired the creation of this world? Mm, in terms of books, there's this guy named Luigi Serafini. He wrote written this book called Codex Serifina Serif Ah, oh, can I now pronounce it? Serifanias. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, it's basically on um, his creation of his own world that he he went to. But it's really beautiful drawing of his own planetary uh, system and his depiction of his. I think it's more or less like his allegory of his life that he represented throughout a book. You know, the the kind of like maybe like happiness, like uh, depression that he's going through, you know, um, even down to the language that he created. And the book is really nice that it comes with its own decodex as well. Through reading the codex, nice. you can yep. decode the language that he created and he explored. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other references like uh, Voynich Manuscript, you know, the oldest like, you know, like, uh, book that ha- mm-hmm. haven't been deciphered. Yeah. And 
yeah, just write things like that. Like um, Ernst Hacker is a fun one, a German sort of like scientist and biologist. Um, mm-hmm. You know, back then when when uh, we don't really have the tool to analyze, like, you know, into the microscope scale, like the, the drawings that he draw are quite, you know, really, really beautiful. In terms of movies, uh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, there's a few, like, movies that really inspire me. Um, like David Lynch or, like... Um, uh, what the Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, Kubrick, sci-fi, right? Kubrick, yeah. yeah. I like Kubrick stuff. Um, yeah. So where do you see, um, I know you mentioned this project's actually, it's 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 an older project for yeah. you. Um, do you see yourself continuing to develop or work on this or have you moved on to doing other things now? I think it's sort of like an ongoing project that will constantly develop, you know, because um, the world is so big, you know, through, to fully understand like what Tolkien did, you know, like to fully understand the whole world, it's like an ongoing thing for the rest of his life, yeah. you know, trying to like, you know, basically like, you know, to fully understand the world, you got to create its own language. To fully understand the world, you got to create its own like socioeconomic or politics in the world and like the people and landscape. Like, it's constantly expanding. So the world is constantly expanding slowly and slowly over mm-hmm. All my life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great project to have. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun way of like, that's why I get pleasure out of, you know, uh, I, I get a lot of pleasure out of creating mm-hmm. and producing and dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chung Yan. Always you nice so to talk to someone who obviously loves what they do so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've been speaking with digital artist and architect Chong Yan Chua, who currently has an exhibition on called 27 Years of Lazarian Delights at the back room until the 22nd of February. It is the workstation of a space explorer <laughs> who has just come back from spending 27 years in a different planetary system. So uh, definitely something that might be fun to check out. For more information, you can visit thebackroomkl.com If you've missed any part of this interview or any previous front row segments, you can download the podcast on bfm.my on our BFM app or on Spotify You've been listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9 Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9 The Business Station